Ford has shown that it can sell big cars. Their biggest selling model is the Ranger Ute. They've also shown that they are not good at selling anything much smaller. With the ceasing of production of the Australian-built Ford Falcon next year, will that part of the Australian market get new overseas models, or will we see the segment shrink and Australians might start buying more medium-sized cars? Ford have a medium-sized cars. It's the Mondeo in Australia now. has a pretty good reputation. Errol Smith and I have been driving some, and we have our feelings. Errol joins us on the line now. G'day, Errol. G'day, David. We call it a medium-sized car, but they're not exactly small, say, compared to some Falcons when you go back a few years. Yeah, I, I had a look at um, at how the, the size of the Falcon has grown over the years. Uh, and if you go back to the ED Falcon in 93-94, uh, it's actually shorter than this Mondeo that we were driving. So, mm. well, the, the EF is uh, the next model up, and it's a little bit longer at about, about 4,900 millimetres so, um, yeah, this is, um, if you go back, you know, basically if you go back 20 years, this is as big as a, as a Falcon was then. This is not a small car is, I guess, the, uh, the point I'm trying to make. You know, we call them medium cars, yet in Australia, perhaps not compared to the United States or the Yank tanks in some ways, although they, they do sell quite well over there. Not, they still sell more utes over there as well, but uh, no, I don't just mean Ford. I mean a whole American cars. But we are still talking. We call them medium. We call Corollas small cars. Uh, the reality is they are reasonably sized and quite good size. In fact, this one um, certainly was a comfortable family car. Mm. This, is a, this is a big car. It's got a lot of room front and back and in the boot. It's um, not small in, or even medium in any, in any regard. In, in, in that sense. <laughs> I think it looks good. Yeah, I, I do think this is uh, this is a really good looking car. I mean, earlier Mondeos were a little a little bland, but um, they they really sort of cranked up the style. And and if you go up to the uh, the top model, which is a Titanium, which we had, you get a lot of toys as well. Certainly yeah. comes with comfort features in it too, and, and safety features as well. Uh, uh, reversing camera, sat nav, mm, uh, speed sensing, cruise control on the top model. Yeah, and you've got a choice of engines. They're, they're both two-litre turbos. One's you've got, but you've got a petrol or a diesel, depending on your uh, on your preference. That's interesting, isn't it? Ford, even including in the Mustang, have gone this Echo uh, route uh, that you can get uh, in the Mustang. It's more of a choice here. It's uh, it's it's a choice of only two. The two-litre Echo Boost engine comes in 149 and 177 kilowatts. Uh, the same sort of maximum torque, 345 metres. That's for the petrol engine version. The diesel engine version, which we had a drive of as well, which was you know, remarkably comfortable, 132 kilowatts and 400 newton metres of torque. That's obviously a diesel's advantage. Uh, both comfortable cars. They're not necessarily the rorty sort of Holden Commodore Ford Falcon sort of image, not that all of them are, but when you back it up with V8 supercar racings, the Commodore and the Falcon, I don't know, almost blokey sort of uh, power sort of mm. image. I mean, this is more sophisticated. Yeah, it is. And, and it's not really a, a quick car. It's not being sold as that, but it's, um, it's certainly not slow. I mean, you've got a, still got a two-litre engine in a uh, medium-sized vehicle with a turbo chucked on the top. You know, it's sprightly when you, when you put your foot down. Uh, and you've got a six-speed auto in there too, so it's reasonably e efficient as well. Now, it has a number of nice features. You think it's got uh, some, and certainly the top-of-the-range titanium has some sort of an almost night Rider feel to it. 
Yeah, it's got a, uh, a warning for when you're getting too close to the vehicle in front. And uh, basically, it looks like Knight Rider lights in your face. Sort of a heads-up display <laughs> bouncing off the off the windscreen. <laughs> it's the first thing a, I a thought when I saw it. A multicoloured touchscreen. Uh, you didn't find it as easy to read as it might be. Yeah, it's got a a single a single large screen for all of the controls and uh, media and so on. I found some of the buttons are a bit small, and it really uh, suffered if the sun was on it. You couldn't fingerprints didn't do it any favours. Um, and I found the, um, the the speedo and the, the dash a bit overfilled. Like the uh, okay. it's got the the speedo is a multicoloured uh, thing with a digital multicolour display, and it sort of feels like it's throwing too much information at you at once. There are settings in there you can tweak it and change what it shows you. So uh, I think I mentioned the past Ford in America gave an upgrade to a model which was purely a software upgrade, so that the screen didn't get quite as busy on um, the middle screen, mm. I think, and mm. allowed you just to have a few more big buttons to push and then move down, click into the particular thing that you want. There was a giant knob there that uh, you found rather confusing with the brand name on it. They've obviously got something going with Sony, and um, the big knob in the middle of the, the centre console is the, the thing that controls everything. But this is simply a volume control. It's like, mm. you know, it's, uh, they're basically saying, our sound system is so awesome, you just need a giant volume control. <laughs> so, anyway. I've got to say, I quite like a knob for a volume control. There's nothing worse than trying to press a screen, uh, although mm. I, I, what did I drive the other day that had a slider bar on the screen, so it was easier yeah, or, to adjust or the a, volume. Or a tiny, a tiny little button on the steering wheel. Mixed yeah. up with all the other buttons. Yeah, I thought visibility was was pretty good. It's got a nice big back window. Um, you can uh, the boot was huge, really, and you can get this in a wagon. We we had the the sedan, but uh, there's a wagon if you want even more boot space. So yeah, um, of which there's no longer a Ford Falcon wagon. Of course, they got rid of yeah. those, which tended to be big slab sided things. Uh, Holden then went the way of calling them a sports wagon and making their Commodore a little bit more sexy. Mm. Uh, I think the old big wagons was, uh, you know, the parents' taxi for taking kids to school, whereas modern <laughs> wagons have a little bit more style about them in doing it. And I, as we say, I think the Mondeo has some good style in terms of the things that it, ho uh, it has. It has an electronic park brake. I know you're not all that keen on those, are you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan, but uh, they're, they're becoming an, an inevitable feature that you can tick on the bigger models. Sorry, um, I was going to say one thing about the space in the back too. Actually, we put the young fellas' golf clubs in the back. The thing about modern cars is they have a bit more effort in the suspension in the back, so it wasn't quite as wide as our 1999 little Mazda because it just had very great simplicity, I think, in the suspension in the back. But, but otherwise... This uh, Mondeo comes with a sky roof. I'm not a great fan of those. Oh, this one's not too bad. Has a curtain on it as well. I think if you if you're going to put a giant window uh, across the roof of the car, you've got to at least have a cover you can pull over, and this one does. So uh, I don't I don't mind too much. So you've got the option of sun or no sun, depending on what you want. <laughs> the young fella absolutely loved the idea that there was a 240 volt three plug power point in the back that I guess he could plug his uh, Xbox into. I'm not quite sure yeah. why you'd need it. but uh, Yeah, that's uh, only, it's, a, it's only on the titanium uh, version, which is the top one, but it's a, it's an actual 240-volt socket, so you can plug your, your standard laptop charger or your 
whatever for anything in the back and um and run that so you're not just restricted to a, a 12 volt socket which there is as well mm. so um it's quite quite flexible in terms of the entertainment and and things for the for the kids in the back it's clearly showing that trend of catering for people who bring their own entertainment rather than just have the car provide a DVD player, for example. Yes. Well, the days of, you know, putting a CD in and, and listening to it over and over are, are well and truly dead. <laughs> it's, 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 it's sync up your phone and play your entire music collection or just stream off the internet. I'd like a sporty version. I felt it handled well and it was... Well, no, it went all right, but I wonder if um, once the sort of, especially once the Falcon has sort of uh, fallen off the twig, that uh, if the FPV will jump in and, and do a quick one. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Ford they're, performance they're, vehicles, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there are rumours in the US, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess in, in terms of um, pricing, you're looking at probably about 37k for the Ambiente. Uh, which is the base model, um, up to 49 or so on the road uh, for the Titanium, which we drove. What do you reckon? Are you going to uh, get well, value well for money, truly, David? Yeah, well and truly. The uh, Titanium diesel, top of the range, uh, 47,500 about uh, plus on road. So you'd be getting probably well into the late high 40s, uh, early 50s for that sort of car. The very base model, 2-litre petrol, Ambiente, as you call it, 33,200 about, plus on roads, of course. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that you're paying for around there. You, you pay a fair bit to, well, not a fair bit, but a reasonable amount to get a bigger car. Of course, there's more material in it, but of course, it still only has four wheels and one steering wheel and one engine and so on. But nonetheless... Yeah. That's what you get when you you go up in size, and and really quite a, a very practical car for doing that. Uh, I think value for money. You know, you're talking about the medium size cars there. Well, what have we got? We've got uh, things like the Toyota Camry. That's the, you see, the Camry starts a lot cheaper. That starts at twenty six and a half plus on roads, mm. uh, and goes up to about thirty seven. The hybrid sedan goes up to about forty and a half plus on road so the Camry which by the by the Camry is absolutely creaming the market it has nearly half the uh, sales of that particular segment of the market so really a very strong domination of, yeah. of the segment yeah you've got those economies of scale is probably helping them with the pricing too I wouldn't consider them equivalent I mean they might be about the same size but um, I think the the Mondeo is aiming to be a bit you know, a bit classier and a bit sexier. And you do tend to get a bit more, a few more goodies in it versus the uh, the base model Camry, which is your, your basic sort of fleet car. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, 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 the interesting thing is in that segment, the medium segment under 60,000K, Camry is first, Mazda 6, Subaru Liberty, Skoda Octavia, Volkswagen Passat, and then sixth position is the Ford Mondeo. Really, for the reviews that it's getting, you, know, you just think Ford ought to be able to sell more. Skoda Octavia, for example, and Subaru Liberty, and all of them are good cars. There's no question about that. But I would have thought the Ford name and familiarity might have been able to, and the fact that it's a good car, might have been able to push it up. Uh, the mm. other cars that don't do as well as perhaps they might uh, then again, not everyone can be first, but the Hyundai i40, which is not a bad car. So, I mean, uh, for example, mm. the Nissan Altima is eighth, and, and yeah. I would say 
That's not quite as uh, good. The Kia Optima, although they're bringing out a new one soon, that's 11th. I thought that's a pretty good car too. So I guess my point is there's a lot of cars there, but your point, Errol, that it's perhaps the, the hack image of the Camry, uh, and I'll be driving a new Camry fairly soon, I hope, but uh, uh, it, you know, it's not as if it's a bad car, but it's certainly seen as more and as priced as more as that get a good, solid, cheap car in that market segment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon the VW might be dropping given their <laughs> status, given their recent uh, troubles. But this um, is I, the I, sales figures up till September. I haven't yes. got anything to do with October. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it deserves to be higher. It's I'd sort of rate it above um, several of those vehicles you mentioned, and uh, it's certainly yeah. if you want something that looks good and and has some style, then you're going to buy this over a, over a Camry or something. Definitely. The thing is, too, I'm saying forward, you, you look in the uh, light car class, that's almost the smallest. There's only little micros, a small class below that. And the Ford Fiesta, not a bad car. It's selling 10th. Mm, it's selling yeah, behind the, the Holden and the, Barina. And the, fo- the focus is, is similar, isn't it? I, I think Ford is just doing something wrong because they've got a lot of good cars and they're just not getting them out there. The next class them, so. up is the small car class that we know is the Corolla and the Mazda 3 are leading that quite well. Hyundai i30 doing very well. The Focus. Focus has a great reputation. Again, for Ford, it's 10th. Mm. For a, a car that really, and, and, and you, know, you and I have talked about the Focus ST, what a great little hot hatch that is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Ford car. have some really good cars that they're just... Well, I guess I, I'm living in the image of the past where Ford was, you know, used to be Ford and Holden were the, you know, mm. the big sellers in Australia. Times have changed. Yeah, they have. They have. And, but uh, who knows? I mean, they've, they've got the cars. I mean, these are good mm. cars. So uh, just like the, the, you know, and the Mondeo that we're talking about today. So who knows? They'll, uh, maybe they'll, people will eventually realize that there are these good cars out there that don't have a Toyota or Mazda badge on them. And let me just uh, conclude with the yes, indeed. Uh, we do tend to buy on image, I think, as much as our or, or reputation, which is understandable, but to which I think a, a number of people might look a bit more broadly as they uh, look at their buying options. One just thing about the Mondeo, I find it uh, a bit distracting too. Uh, the seats move when you first get in it and turn it on. Mm. I know it's. I, I, even the steering wheel, because the, in the um, in the titanium, the steering wheel is electrically adjustable. I kind of get it that it's it's putting it into the position that you want it to be based on your key versus the misses. But um, I, yeah, I find it really distracting. I just wish the sh- the seat would stay where it was. <laughs> the other thing, when you turn it off, I think this one. I, I get so many cars, I've got to remember which is which. It actually moves back to let you out, which is fine as long as you're not a big person sitting in the rear seat. Mm, yeah, you don't want to squash the legs of the person behind you. <laughs> no, it, it can happen. The other other car that I find a bit annoying is the Mercedes, that when you get in and put the seatbelt on, it tightens it just to show mm. you what will happen in an accident. And, but I don't want to, you know, I just find it a little bit doing too much for you rather mm. than... What I would I prefer to be in control. It doesn't want to let you get out, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Errol. Lo- lovely stuff. Ford Mondeo, a good car, uh, and I appreciate your comments comments on it. Thanks for your time. No worries, David.
And that's Errol Smith, and we were talking about the Ford Mondeo, medium-sized car uh, that is selling not as well as perhaps uh, it uh, should do in the market.